Hello, everyone. Today, my guest is Deb Noller. She's the dynamic CEO and co-founder of Switch Automation, a smart building software company specializing in building performance optimization. With 20 plus years of experience in real estate, technology, and sustainability, she's passionate about helping enterprises leverage next generation facilities, management technology to execute more efficient business operations. Deb, are you ready to take us to the top? Hi there, Deb Noller. How are you, Deb? Yep. I'm fantastic. Thanks. Good. Okay. Tell us about the company. What do you guys do and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Sure. So we are in the world of transitioning uh, buildings from the old world of disconnected assets, disconnected data, disconnected systems into a whole new digitized world. So it's about connected buildings, smarter buildings, because not not all buildings are smart, but we're aiming to make them smarter. So if you look at the way real estate is being managed for the last 20 or 30 years, it's like 1980s out there. All the information is in, it's locked up inside buildings that people are making decisions without access to good quality data. Uh, and that's that's the problem that we're solving. And give me an example of a, a company using you right now, just so we can put a face to this problem. Sure. So we're working with WeWork. So we work with any company that has a lot of buildings because they all have the same problem. And it doesn't matter whether you're a commercial real estate owner or a uh, property manager like Cushman and Wakefield, or a services company like um, uh, an engineering services company, or a tenant, or a retail portfolio. It actually doesn't really matter. If you've got lots of buildings, you've got all different hardware, and you've got lots of different service providers, and you've got lots of different systems, and you have no single source of the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so at WeWork, when you talk about data tied to those buildings, what kind of data? I mean, are we talking like AC usage data? Are we talking like some kind of electronic check-in data? What are you talking about? everything. So if you think about what WeWork cares about, they care about the tenant. Uh, The tenant or the occupant and the occupant experience, and that's about how hot or cold the spaces are, how that space is being utilized, what's the feedback from the tenant, um, what's the lighting levels like, but also they care about the cost of uh, maintaining those buildings. So there's there's a two-sided equation there. One is how do I run my buildings at the cheapest, but the second one is how do I provide the best possible user experience. Is this so a, a – Yep. I was going to say, is this the pure play SaaS model or are you installing some kind of physical uh, piece of hardware to measure things like temperature and light? We, we have an IoT gateway, so IoT stands for Internet of Things. So we connect to on, on-premise systems like smart thermostats, lighting systems, sensors, but our model is not to sell any of that. It's to connect with what people already have connected. Uh, but in the case of WeWork, a very important uh, data feed is just their ticketing system because that gives them insight into buildings where they have problems and they've got lots of complaints. Interesting. In terms of, A, it's too crowded here. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's it's always hot. Yeah. And you know, and so that particular suite might be, you know, in the southwest corner of the building, and so that needs different uh, ventilation or different um, temperature controls to say the other areas of the building. Uh, what is the number one device you're connecting to? Is it like a Nest thermostat? Uh, the Nest is actually not an open device, so it's actually very difficult to connect to a Nest. So we connect to, generally speaking, we would start with building management systems, so really large building management systems that run all of the heating and cooling in a building. Most of those systems are moving to open protocols like BACnet, so we would connect to those types of systems, but we can also connect to individual sensors. For example, we're working with a company called Monit, 
that does everything from door opening and closing to, you know, sensors in every seat and desk so that you can see which 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 seats and which desks uh, are being utilized. Interesting. Okay, revenue model. Is this a pure play SaaS company? Yes. So okay. we, we do software as a service based on number of buildings, number of data points, and the size of those buildings. And give me the average. I don't want to go down every customer cohort, but on average, what's a customer pay you per month? Uh, on average, it would be between ten dollars and $30,000 per month, but this is for a, a large portfolio of buildings. We, we don't tend to do single buildings, so we do, you know, a, a whole portfolio. But that is, if you look at all your paying customers, you would say 10 grand is a is an accurate reflection of the average or it's uh, lower. It's probably more like a starting point. So okay. yeah. yeah. That's a good minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. That helps me understand more. Kind of you're in the, very much in the enterprise space. Your team probably Absolutely. reflects that. Enterprise sales, B2B, yeah. and really looking at how we now migrate because we're in growth stage now. We just finished our series A round. How much have you raised? We raised six million in total, but we just closed uh, a Series A round of three point eight. Okay, was that priced uh, equity or debt? The priced equity. Got it. Do, and, um, do you mind me asking? Did you do that in Bolt? Was that what you just moved to Denver? Did you raise from you know Brad Feld or Cohen or one of those guys, and they made you move? No, actually, I, I, look, I'm not going to get into my fundraising story because that could be a whole podcast. <laughs> on uh, but we actually ended up uh, doing a. A flip up, which is what you call when you re-headquarter into the US. We're an Australian uh, founded company, but we're now headquartered in the US. But we ended up uh, getting a lead investor out of Australia. So interesting. Okay, very good. So, so you've raised capital. Uh, When did you launch the company? This the platform launched in 2012, and we came to the US in 2013. Okay. So yeah. And then fast and forward to today. So over the past six years, how many customers are now using you? We don't have a huge number of customers, but they have an enormous number of buildings. So we've got over 9,000 buildings on the platform, uh, a small number of customers, and we're really in growth mode now and migrating from a direct sales model into a partnering model. So who are the companies that want to take this platform to their customers? So these could be... Uh, companies that are servicing buildings, uh, or it could be we're actually about to do a seven-city tour with a global distributor called Annexa. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I wouldn't expect that you'd have a high number of customers because of what you just articulated, right? You're in the enterprise space, so you will have a low number, high touch, but they represent thousands of buildings. So w- what is that customer number? Are we talking like four customers or 10 or what? More than 20. Okay, more, more than-, than 20, less than 30. Um, okay. And most of those... Most of our customers are in the U.S., but we do have quite a number of buildings because we started in Australia. We've got quite a number in Australia, New Zealand. We've got some big customers up in Canada. Uh, we've got a partner in Israel. We've got a partner in Belgium. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Look, if you have 9,000 buildings across a minimum of 20 customers, I mean, these are like 450 building deals you're selling on average. These are big deals. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then if I take 20 customers, again, you said between 20 and 30, but let's say 20 at your minimum price of 10 grand a month. I mean, you guys are north of 200 grand per month at this point, correct? Correct. What, when do you think you break like, you know, half a million a month or what's your next big revenue milestone? I would like to think that we'll be there next year because because of the stage that the company's in now, we've kind of gone, gone through re-headquartering into the US. We've gone through our whole fundraising. We are really expanding our sales team now in in Denver. We've got a a really experienced engineering services team 
who are um, helping our customers to get maximum value out of the platform. So I would expect to see that the 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 growth of our company would really ramp over the next two years. And what has the growth been over the prior 12 months? So if you're doing about 200 grand or a little north of that today, what were you doing about a year ago? We're, we're better than 35 to 38% year on year. Okay, that's good. So call up maybe 140 grand a month in revenue about a year ago. Is that about right? And where's most of that growth coming from? Is it expanding more buildings across the same customer base or bringing new customers on altogether? Yeah, that's really fantastic question. So all of our sales are fairly long lead time, you know, long conversations. Every customer starts with a proof of concept. So it's a land and expand kind of sales model. So we will do a a 10 building proof of concept and then we'll expand that um, that customer. So all of our customers are in expansion mode. Um, we've got at least four customers that are just coming to the end of their proof of concept stage. So they're in expansion mode. And then we've got two big banks that are about to start a proof of concept mode. Churn is critical in this kind of business. Even if you don't have logo churn, you might have revenue churn if people you know decrease the amount of buildings on your platform or vice versa. Yeah. What is your churn today? We've had... The, the things that we've churned are mostly things that we wouldn't take as a sale today. So, you know, in the early days, you take every sale. So we took a lot of single buildings, and it's very hard for us to add value to a single building. A single building will have a building manager. They can wander around. They can talk to the tenants. They know what the problems are. Uh, and so it's harder for us to add value in that situation, whereas if you're a customer that's got you know, a thousand retail stores across the US, you literally cannot keep your eye on what's going on across that retail portfolio unless you have access to good analytics. So let me ask a different question, right? So so annually, what is net revenue retention? It's It sounds like it's probably over 100. I'm curious by how much. Uh, sorry, I, ca- I can't just pull that number off the top of my head. That's okay. Do you know? So when you take the revenue you lost and you add back all the revenue you gained from that same customer base, it, do you know if it's over a hundred or not? I don't know. Sorry. You're not sure. Okay. Um, tell me about your team. How many teammates? We have 45 in total, uh, a, a substantial software development team. So we, started in Australia and our team, our software engineering is all still driven out of our Sydney office. Uh, Our engineering team is more than 20 persons. And in the Denver office here, we've got um, 15 people on the team, uh, mostly building performance people. So energy engineers, data scientists, uh, mechanical engineers, that style of person controls, a lot of uh, skills and controls. And we also have a marketing team here. And we're about to really grow our sales team. So, casual, casual positive yet or no? No. Yeah. I was going to say, if you have 45 employees and you assume an average salary of 60 grand, which might be on the low side, that's 225 grand a month just in direct headspound ex- expense. And you're doing, call it 200 top line. So you're burning right now, growing. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Which, right. is, which is made sense why you're raised. Uh, last question here on unit economics. What are you spending to acquire these new customers? Fully, fully weighted. Uh, it'd be greater than 150K. Yeah. And how much time does that typically take? It's anywhere between six and nine months. Okay. And then payback period wise, or, you know, do you try and aim for a 12 month payback period or less? Uh, we, we're looking at three year contracts and we would hope to have a payback over that, that first year. Okay. So 12 months. Yeah. Very good. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap up here Deb, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? 
the hard thing about hard things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I love Elon Musk and Mark Benioff. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Microsoft Teams. Microsoft Teams, a new one there. Very good. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Seven to eight. Okay, that's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? I am happily married, 31 years. Congratulations. I have four sons who are in their early 20s. That's great. And do you mind me asking, Deb, how old you are? I'm 55. 55. I love that. And last question, take us back to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish that she knew? See, this is the, the question that I get about what would you do differently? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not what you would change or do differently. Just something you wish you knew back then. Uh, I think the thing that I always tell people is that you can't plan any. You can't plan your life. You're going to get amazing opportunities that cross your path. And it's whether you choose those opportunities or not that will take you on on your journey. And sometimes those those opportunities, you turn them down and sometimes you say yes. And those opportunities can be, you know, overwhelmingly good. Yep. Guys, you can't plan your life. Pay attention to the new opportunities coming at you every day. From Deb, founded Switch Automation back in uh, many years ago, 2012. It since has grown to a team uh, of about 45 people, again, supporting and helping these you know owners of hundreds and hundreds of buildings understand things like temperature changes or air flows or which seats are being used. They currently serve 20 enterprise customers that span over 9,000 buildings, doing about 200 grand per month right now and revenue that's up about 30 40 percent year over year when they were doing about 140 grand per month in july of 2017 she just closed another round of funding so six million into the company to date economics wise willing to spend up to 150 grand to acquire a new customer targeting a payback period of about 12 months as she looks to expand and grow deb thank you so much for taking us to the top thank you